Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And welcome to Best Quality Vacuum, our show about the extended Vince Gilliverse, Breaking Bad, El Camino, Better Call, Saul. Uh, this week we're talking about uh, the beginning of season two. We are out of season one weirdness and we're into season two weirdness. Yep. And then we eventually get to season three, four and five regularness. <laughs> I don't know why that's the regular one, but that's where it feels regular uh, here. Uh, yeah, we're talking about 737. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode written by Jay Roberts, directed by Brian Cranston, originally aired March 8th, 2009. Yeah. Uh, And this is one of those ones that picks up right where the previous, uh, you know, episode season left off. You know, Jesse and Walt, uh, (laughs) they're going to learn, hey, that guy that Tuco beat nearly to death right in front of them turned out they beat him all the way to death. Yes. Uh, And they've got to reconcile, figure out, okay, like, can we actually, oh boy, we're in a mess, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the beginning of the season is a lot of them being scared. Yes. Uh, you know, before kind of hitting their stride. Um, the title of this is taken. Walt calculates how much money he'll need before he can quit the, the drug trade. You know, uh, it's also a double entendre, which we'll find out. Um, there are no spoil, you know, spoilers in the show. This is a very old show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching it for the first time along with the show, I'd recommend you don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like it's a uh, one episode every two weeks is. That's uh, a, a pretty leisurely pace. You you um, have more willpower than I would yeah. if that's what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, there are multiple titles in the season that are uh, referring to something in the episode at uh, this time, you know, the amount of money that he needs, but also uh, the Wayfarer 515 incident, um, a plane crash uh, that Walt contributes to. Uh, I mean, I'm sure whole ethics classes have been taught on that. <laughs> it's... It's a weird thing they're experimenting with. You know, when we talk about season two weirdness. It's kind of what we mean. And it's this idea that early on, I feel like they were experimenting with this idea of almost like a magnolia or butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, result of Walt, uh, where his crapulence and the walking corruption doesn't just hurt the people around him, but it's going to hurt strangers on a almost like kind of cosmic scale. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I'm glad they stopped that. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like gilding the lily a little bit to me. Um, there are brilliant, brilliant scenes uh, mm-hmm. and performances that happen around this. Yes. You know, I love John Delancey in this season. Uh, what, uh, I think Water he, on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Great character. You know, uh, really great scene. Um, it's not necessary for Walt to cause earthquakes mm. and hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird because if they wanted to make that show about the effect that he has around him and they, 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 they look into this a little bit, but like, I don't know, he, the more direct thing rather than obliquely causing a plane crash would be the devastation that he is unleashing into the, uh, into the community via making a Some highly math. addictive drug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Via creating the mega math. Yeah. You know? um, and they do that. That's mm-hmm. the, the thing with this is they do both. Yeah. Uh, that ends up feeling, that's why it feels like gilding the lily mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, the, uh, this was the season. One of the reasons why it's so weird is they plotted this out in its entirety. Um, previously they had talked about how they were really free to improvise and kind of go where the story told them. Mm-hmm. They did that to a degree on the season, but not as much. Yeah, uh, they had to know in episode one, like, hey, a plane crash happens. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they said that was aggravating. That was just way too much effort to do. We don't think it, the juice was worth the squeeze. And they kind of reverted to a little bit more of a uh, by the seat of your pants uh, kind yeah. of uh, kind of approach. Not being entirely haphazard. This is very tightly done. It's just, uh, you know, more organic. Uh, no diff- yeah. Or more organic is a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, we kind of split up. Uh, and I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but we had split up our duties on yes. this uh, thing in terms of back matter where I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, I've, I've listened to a lot of these po- commentaries before, but I haven't listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to the podcast. If you want to take the commentaries, yeah. uh, turns out neither of which are that great. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, and this episode, at least, mm-hmm. uh, the first episode of the podcast, which is one of the editors, uh, interviewing Vince Gilligan, uh, she's great. Like she seems like a talented person, yeah. um, and ask kind- okay questions, but it's so fucking general. Yeah. It's real weird. Like, how do you get your ideas stuff? You know, wh- how, how hard was that for you? Things like that. And Vince Gilligan, like, you know, really nice, very charming man just mm-hmm. has to, he just repeats, uh, a lot of watchwords for breaking bad. Like, you know, Mr. Tibbs, yeah. Scarface, uh, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. there are a couple of good insights in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, he, he specifically also considers, um, turning down, uh, Elliot and Gretchen's offer to be like a major turning point mm-hmm. with Walt. That's something that, you know, I, we, we picked up on, I think is obvious in retrospect, you yes. know, giving him, a, giving him a way out, but it is just a way to hear him say Vince Gilligism's yeah. that you've heard before. Just if you want to hear that voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great voice. It's yeah. very charming. Um, yeah. If you remember season one commentaries, they were crowded and raucous to the point of being very difficult to process. Yes. Uh, these ones are much uh, less crowded. Although when I look at the list of people who were on it, I think the thing that makes this much more focused is the fact that Dean isn't there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's nobody just making jokes. Which yeah. It double-edged sword, right? Because like mm-hmm. one of the things about the making of the show, uh, I like the camera trickery and stuff that they do mm-hmm. and this, like, I think it's important. It, you know, it's, it's essential to the show. Yeah. It's ultimately not what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Like I won't watch a show because it's beautifully shot. Yeah. You know, or it has this stuff I'm here for character, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here for character and plot. Um, and that stuff has nothing to do with how many hours it took them to set up a time lapse of blankety bloop. Right. That kind of stuff has limited interest to me. It's interesting, but it's not, fascinating it's not high interest i guess yeah you know? i think it's very neat like i i do enjoy like production details like how they achieve you know the kind of thing but like when you have that many um like principles there like you know that many of you have the actors who are making the you know decisions you have if not the director you have the um you know the the, the showrunner who helped guide who oversaw the decisions like getting those people in the room to you know talk about the experience on set which obviously they went through it it's important uh but uh only that uh feels a little bit like a not a waste it feels like a poor like a, a suboptimal use of that time uh getting them all together in a room it's um it's also they're kind of trapped like that's what they can do on a commentary of this it's not a post-mortem right like yes they can't talk about all of the plot and character decisions because they're still being cage you out spoilers mm-hmm. you know at that point like 
they they talked ironically like this this show is the the successor in the orb slot saying mm-hmm. they talked about an orb like openly where they're like who is the psychopath who stops and listens to a commentary <laughs> after every episode rather than listening to the whole season mm-hmm. and the commentaries on this show also are cagey yeah. You know, there's a spoiler wall. They don't want to spoil stuff like that in case there is somebody who's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Doc Hammer's side where I think that's psychopath behavior. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot imagine stopping listening to a commentary, then going and yeah. watching the rest of the show on your first run through the show. Yeah, yeah. That's sitting in a in a bathtub full of cold water with no bubbles, eating dry cereal out of a bowl with your yeah. hands. Yeah, that yeah. just it's, 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 yeah. it's weird, unsavory, <laughs> flying a kite at night. You know, it's just a hello, mother. Like, there's just something about it that is it doesn't work for me. Yeah. So it ends up being a little bit frustrating in terms of getting the information that I would maybe want. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I feel a bit dumb though. <laughs> so something about this season that I didn't know until I uh, until they called it out. Um, uh, Betsy Brandt, uh, Marie's character, is pregnant for this entire season. She was like mm-hmm. five or six months along. Uh, I'm normally pretty good good at spotting that uh, when it happens because the Man. tricks are so well. And also, you're an editor at PregnancySniffer.com, <laughs> so like you're, you're one of the big wiki editors on, on pregnancy hounds. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I, I really, I really dropped the ball. That's what got me bumped, bumped down yeah, from se- senior editor to junior editor, <laughs> to junior associate, pregnancy <laughs> sniffer. <laughs> oh, what an unsavory <laughs> phrase you have in, you have in. <laughs> Somebody's pregnant. <laughs> just there, there are only so many ways you can hide that, and they're all pretty classic, right? Yeah, you know, carrying a carrying a big like gift box, you know, shopping box, carrying a purse, draping sure. drapey clothing, blown just... up like a blueberry, and they want that. Yeah, I just, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just learned that you know uh, more than a decade after I watched this season. Like, huh? Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really realize it either, but part of it is I kind of glance over the, I mean, like, in retrospect as a defense mechanism, me understanding that this is not a show about a shoplifting sister uh, and realizing a lot of this stuff is going to be, you know, again, finely acted and, and fine, but they haven't honed their focus. Yeah. Like, how ultimately unimportant, you know, and even in this episode, right? Like, mm-hmm. this episode has a theme uh, to it, and that stuff plays into it. Uh, and the theme of this episode is sublimation. Mm-hmm. This is people who are frustrated or hurt or made anxious by one thing taking it out on another thing. Yes. Uh, and that is going to happen throughout the whole episode uh, yeah. here. Um, so, you know, starting with this inciting incident. Uh, <laughs> not, the, not the insight, not the cold open. Right, which right. is the, the reason why this is controversial. Like the, the, one of the things when people talk about season two weirdness, they're talking about these opens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are four episodes during this thing that open with the aftermath of this plane crash. And it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. It's setting up uh, something happened at the white, the Walter White House. Yes. Um, you know, there's uh, sirens and stuff. There's a, a, the pool has debris in it, an eyeball floating in it. And, but no, it's not real. It's plastic. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and then it just artfully turns. It's like when I watched it, I was like, this is weirdly arty in a way that it hadn't been. Yeah. It's not naturalistic feeling at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't particularly care for it. You right. Know? Uh, it reminds me of when, uh, in like my, uh, 
Chernobyl reading stuff around Chernobyl and Propriot, how all of that, like, here's a doll with a gas mask on it are all staged by tourists. Right. You know, and this feels like that. It feels mm-hmm. heavily staged. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even though this is a plausible thing that I suppose could happen, if there's yeah, a you know, plane yeah. crash in the sky above you, but like, I don't know, mostly intact teddy bear landing right in your pool. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's very high school uh, poetry magazine cover. Yeah. Additionally, the um, you know, the visual metaphor that we're that we're working with here, you know, just oh, we see one side of the teddy bear, and like oh, it's pink, and they're doing the selective coloration, they're doing the Schindler's List trick on yeah. this. Um, but uh, you see, you see it from one side, and then it's almost like a two phase reveal. We see the other side has been burned to a crisp. Like there's uh, there's been Twisted. some kind of explosion. Yeah. <laughs> George, comma screaming mad. Yeah, <laughs> screaming mad. George has fallen from the sky and is infected, breaking bad for just a little bit aesthetically. Yeah. Um, the real open of the episode uh, is a, an absolutely you know shot for shot re recap of the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, Tuco beating the shit out of Nodos. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, Walt and Jesse get in their car with the money. And Jesse is just, you know, he's, well, Jesse, he's Jesse's on the been, This could have been him. Yeah, he, he's, he's on the been a victim of, of one of these. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has been beating the shit out of Tuco. And if Tuco was a little bit more messed up, he mm-hmm. probably would have died. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> that is funny that like, OK, the meth that they made in the RV, you know, like the the, mm-hmm. the pseudo meth, uh, like that got to go enough to put Jesse into the hospital. The hospital. But the blue, but the blue sky was enough to put <laughs> Nodos in the morgue. Eventually, there's there's a meth strong enough to just airdrop Tuco into other nations. <laughs> <laughs> like he's the fucking Incredible Hulk. Like he's- <laughs> yeah, we, do, we just airdrop Captain Tuco. Yeah. <laughs> And Walt has he starts justifying it to himself and Jesse immediately. Yes, he starts doing the math how much money he's going to need, like, and he figures out that's you know we're making this much per thing seven hundred thirty seven thousand dollars. That's eleven more weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can deal with this guy for eleven more weeks, we can quit. <laughs> you know? it's like we've had three encounters total, and two of them end, have ended up. Well, two of them ended up with a uh, you know a casualty, and then the third one had to be resolved by an explosion. Yes, it, it's been you know Tuco not great. Yeah, uh, they go to leave, uh, but Tuco stops them. Uh, mm-hmm. Tuco's SUV boxes them in, and uh, they get out. Tuco's furious. Uh, he pulls Nodos out and Nodos is convulsing. Tuco uh, was did not want this. No. You know, this wasn't his intent. Obviously, he was on super meth. Mm-hmm. But also, this is him taking his frustrations out, you know, again and getting an, unres- you know, an unwanted result. Yes. You know, it's screaming at him, trying to get him to wake up. You know, what's the matter with you? Can't take an ass kicking bitch. Like, yeah. and he's talking to Walt like, oh, you're you're, you're smart. You're smart. Fucking <laughs> fix him. You know, do this. He's like, do the chest thing. He does it. He's like, breathe in his mouth. And he's like, you know, they don't teach that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, you're not supposed to do that. It doesn't work. Yeah. You know, he's dead. He's dying. Yeah. Uh, Jesse is about to breathe into his mouth and Walt stops him. Like, listen, he's fucking dead. You know, yeah. no pulse. He's going to die. Right. Uh, his mouth is foaming. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. horrible way to fucking die. Just like oh, literally yeah. just beat to shit mm-hmm. like that. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, yeah. Eyes wide open. Well, uh, yeah. and Tuco takes a minute. And again, his rage has to go somewhere. So he just starts kicking Nodos's body. 
Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, just like turns to Gonzo and says, you know, get rid of them. And yeah. Gonzo says, it's not very we, we can't do them like that. Like this yeah. is, you know, this is a buddy and yeah. we're going to find out they go way back. Yes. You know, like, uh, this, this specific trio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, he's like, yeah, that's not very Christian. We can't do that. And Tuco waits a second. He goes, that sounds like arguing. <laughs> like, remember I'm, I'm the scary, powerful person here. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So Gonzo oh. drags Nodos over to hide him under a pile of cars and yeah. foreshadowing a little bit, like he knocks into it and, uh, it kind of, uh, you know, uh, the tilts a bit, you know, just, yeah. uh, shifts when he, uh, when he runs into it, uh, like yeah. those cars they had to, uh, so because they, a lot of this is reshoots, uh, uh, the, the cars at the end of season one were taken down and then they had to painstakingly recreate that pile of cars with similar cars. Uh, mm-hmm. And then in order to, because they needed them to move, they had to uh, weld them together and put them on like a gimbal uh, mm-hmm. so that they could do that uh, shaking on it, which sounds just like a fucking nightmare in the New Mexico sun. Yeah, that would not be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, and Jesse go to leave and Tuco stops him. You know, he gets up in their face and he's like, where are you going? You know, what's your hurry? Walt says, I, I think we're done here. You know, he's like. You're done. You're done. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> say, he says it. Uh, and as Jesse's leaving, he grabs the back of Jesse's neck and throws him on the ground. <laughs> like this is all he can't know where to put his rage. He's mad at himself. Mm-hmm. He fucked up and got himself in trouble. He yeah. can't be responsible. No, that's not how Tuco's work. Yeah, you know, that's the wonderful thing about Tuco's. Tuco's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we cut to uh, at home. Yeah. Know, another uh, act of sublimation here. This is upsetting. Like this yeah. is the, this is real villain shit on Walt's part. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, I mean, it's let's, very Let's raw. get into it. We yeah. just have to take it head on. There's no. Yeah. It happens on the show. There's no getting around it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so Skylar is doing her beauty regimen and she puts on this uh, avocado green face cream you know so kind Prego of thing. slime first oh yeah yeah rubbing she that belly her belly yeah yeah <laughs> don't say prego slime baby she's gonna she's gonna lay eggs uh, it's happening yeah. uh she goes out to the kitchen and she hears the front door close uh and says oh hey i'm in here uh but walt doesn't respond yeah. He's staring at the TV, changing the channel. He's looking for news of this. Yes. Uh, cool Easter egg. There's a, he flips through a better call Saul commercial. It's pretty uh, good. Here. Yeah. It's <laughs> sweet. This is actually, you know, technically first appearance. Mm-hmm. Saul. <laughs> so uh, he's in the house and he's wearing the Heisenberg hat. He forgot to take it off. He has dragged yeah. his alter ego in with him. Uh, yeah. And he doesn't respond when Skylar calls to him and is like, you're doing okay. Great. Mm-hmm. New hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm this kind of guy now. I yeah. got that Facebook ad. Uh, she asks where he's been and he turns around and he holds her. He starts crying. Like he is very overwhelmed, right? Yes. Like I'm not saying I'm not, I'm no, going to say no. some things that ameliorate the situation because I think that's what the writers are trying to do. I'm not excusing Walt for anything. No, no. And a lot of it's in the performance too. Like yes. he, he is very much on the edge of getting one kind of catharsis that would have been better for everybody all around. Like yes. it feels like he is leading up to a confession and he goes immediately for, uh, the worst kind of catharsis that he could possibly get, or at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. So he, he starts coming on to her. 
like or not coming on to her. He starts sniffing her, rubbing her, getting frisky. And she uh, says she's not, you know, saying no. Like immediately, she, she's like, "Let me get this stuff off my face." Yeah, yeah. You know, Walt's you know, gonna be what, home in a minute. Like reasonable, you know. Uh, we are sexual partners. Yeah, we have sex. Here are my, you know, here's what I like to do first. Yes, right. I'm not. Again, I'm not. Ex- excusing any of this no no what i'm trying to say though is it's not the scene gets reduced down Mm -hmm. a lot of times people uh when they don't like breaking bad if they think that it is too bleak or too dour or that there's not enough humanity in walt to make be worth watching one of the things i'll hear a lot is like oh yeah like there's a scene he raped his wife in the the second season and like yes Mm uh he pushes past a no yes not okay not okay in a million years never okay Mm-hmm. never okay uh you know kind of grabs her pushes her face up against the wall and stuff until she says no a second time louder and he stops yes again you don't have to hand it to him no not saying no. he's in the clear i'm just saying it, that it's not as it's very reductive i think yeah of yeah. at very least intent like you can you can think the moral event horizon is that this is too far and irrevocably damned mm-hmm. this fucking sucks I think what they're trying to do and you can decide that they're not successful is that this is not meant to be a literal sexual assault that he's doing. It is meant to be him being rough and numb and trying to sublimate these feelings he has. Yeah. You know, and, and, and forgetting his self, forgetting his respect, forgetting his humanity. The and the uh, and the commentary they talk about this. They talk about like you know they're just like we had to, you know, really you know Brian Cranston was initially reluctant to do this until everybody sat down and talked about it. It was him and Anna working their way. Like okay, just you know like what are the actual beats for this that we're going to do? Uh, you know, I just from from a production standpoint, it was all worked through. Obviously, yeah. it's a professional production. Um, but um, uh, you know, they were talking just like yeah, Wall. You know, he's terrified. He has just come close to dying and believes that, you know, he is going to be killed here. And that fear and that existential terror is like misplaced, like a wire gets crossed. Yeah. Um, it's and, yeah. And he, um, you know, just we, we it, 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 it bears saying this also is a bit of a mirror to the first episode of season one. Um, yes. When, uh, we, you know, he kills a guy and then comes home and. You know, they have the like, oh, you know, like, who are you? Uh, sex, yeah. right? This yeah. is the, you know, completely dark version of it. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, I guess what we're getting around to saying is like they build in reasons. And that would, that's that's to me what makes this good art. It's not excuses. Yeah, I, I don't you don't have to hand it to Walt. We're not no. the, the quest of this podcast is not to figure out if Walt's a good guy. No, you know, no. like he's he's not. Uh, this is maybe them pushing the throttle further than they should have yes on having a gradual decline yeah uh you know this is you could have had there's ways to make somebody a little aggro in trying to cross those wires mm-hmm. without pushing past a hard no or making it this brutal you he know is a, he is immediately disgusted with himself too again there yeah. are uh details in the performance that make him you know he he is almost immediately without repenting repentant for this yeah uh, it is you know and she, and she immediately uh you know she calls get, him out gets like skylar yeah. does you know skylar is in this scene is really good yes uh, really great performance 
you know, uh, asserts herself. And then when he's out in the pool, just kind of staring like he's, you know, feels really bad about this again, not enough, but she comes out and is like, listen, I know you're what you're going through. Like you're very angry and scared. You can't take this out on me. Yeah. You know, like this is not fucking okay. Yeah. Uh, here and set, sets that boundary. It is a boundary that he should have intuited. Yes. You know, but yeah. It, it's, yeah. So again, I, I, not excusing anything. I'm so worried that someone's going to be like, oh, these guys, you know, are excusing sex assault. I'm no, really no. fucking not. It's just you have to talk about the scene in its total. Mm-hmm. It can be really bad without being pure black tendency. <laughs> the word, you know, it doesn't, there have to be shades to, crapulence or like you throw out so much discussion of human nature if there aren't degrees Mm -hmm. you know so yeah you know and when i was talking about having in hall or when i was having in hall and getting into talking about this you you know it's more like i'm not i don't come down on the side where they like shouldn't have done this (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like this is it feels like a like a like a misplaced beat more than a than a beat that shouldn't have you know not existed i guess Yeah. yeah misplaced and maybe just a little tuned yeah you know uh a little bit off yeah so uh, uh junior comes home so they would have been caught mm-hmm. uh and uh sees the aftermath of this like stuff scattered on the floor the green avocado blotch on the fridge mm-hmm. uh and kind of thinks for a minute the camera lingers on him like you know what the fuck is going on here something's wrong yeah yeah uh, and they um, do a match cut uh, from the avocado face mask on the fridge uh, to Jesse at the doghouse eating chips and guac. Yeah, uh, eating if, uh, it's, it's a eating face mask. Yeah. If if we yeah. end up if we end up doing an Albuquerque Breaking Bad tour, Gary, we need yeah, to go yeah. to the doghouse. This food looks totally good. Go to the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I would eat at the doghouse. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. Uh, He's doing a deal. He does like mm-hmm. a, a dead drop basically to get a revolver. He's yeah. bought a gun. That's his his plan for this. Right. Uh, the next day they're at Jesse's Walt over there and Jesse's freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're dead. You're done. What do you think that means? <laughs> you know, uh, this number has been calling me yeah. uh, and, and, you know, not saying anything. This Cadillac has been cruising my neighborhood. No lights on. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this is, we're going to fucking die, dude. Yeah. We do. Uh, and Walt says, you know, like that's an assumption, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're making assumptions here. You're, you're <laughs> guessing. And Jesse's like, no, man, we're witnesses. And ba- <laughs> like, how long is it going to take for Tuco to decide we're not trustworthy? And when that happens, bad things are going to fucking happen. Right here. And so he presents his plan. He takes out his gun and says, it's Tuco or it's us. And yeah. Walt, I, I, like, the, this the, is kind of weak sauce. Yeah. Like, this, this whole bit. Like, he's trying, he's like, you know, what's your plan to do it? Which is a good question, right? Uh-huh. Like, this is something we actually see uh, Mike do this kind of thing. Yes. Later, uh, the consummate professional be like, you know, what's your actual plan mm-hmm. for this? It's a good question, right? Like th- yes. this kind of scene gets shown many times, but there could be an answer to it. Walt's asking it like it's a rhetorical full stop. Yeah. You know, um, and, it, <laughs> and it's, he- it's not. And, so, uh, yeah. and, and and this scene is is, is paired with a, with a, another scene a little bit later where it's reversed, yeah. you know. And oh. you know, Walt is asking this primarily because he doesn't want Jesse to kill his golden goose. Yes. Walt, yeah, Walt's you know like okay, he wants Walt, those eleven Je- weeks. Yeah, Jesse's you know? in danger. 
we can deal with that when Walt thinks later that he is in danger. Yes. Uh, th- th- then it becomes, uh, you know, I'm the, the, the gun. You know, yes. You don't need it. You know, he's, it's, this is uh, him being shitty. It's motivated yeah. reasoning. Yes. You know? Uh, uh, and he's, you know, he's asking, like, okay, so what's your plan? You know, like, okay, well, I'm just going to put two in his head. All right, two, you have, you have four shots left. He's doing like a DM. And it's like, you know, Gonzo, yeah. he's a big guy. How many shots is that going to take? How many yeah, bullets does that hold? <laughs> what about an extra dude? What uh-huh. if there are extra guys there? You know, what, what, if, what if he has a shield? What, what if Tuco brought a spear? You know, he's, he's just asking these dumb fucking rhetorical questions. Uh, you know, again, it, it's meant as a hard counter and it works for the characters because Walt mm-hmm. is motivated and Jesse is, does not have the presence of mind right now to, to push he's, back. He's roughly. not a killer. Yeah. And he's also terrified. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he asks him how many bullets does that hold? And Jesse can't open the revolver. Yeah. You know, and Walt says, like, how can you suggest we kill a man when you can't even open the gun? Uh, where the correct answer is like, well, I'll just figure it out. Like, he's not here right now. You know, I'll go down to the range. Uh, you know, but Walt says it's not that easy. Uh, Jesse says, well, man, you did it. And Walt goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, just like, uh, he has no counter for that. Like, you got me. You got me. <laughs> uh, but real fans of the drama of the show have been waiting for this next part. Yeah. Here, that we waited the all summer, all winter. It's March. Yep. We're finally it's been back a year. around. New season. It's, it's, yeah, been a year for season two, and we finally get to see Marie getting ready for work. Uh, <laughs> leaving a message on uh, Skyler's voice machine about going and getting uh, going to a new restaurant. She she records a goddamn podcast onto this answering machine, Gary. I can't um, stand dude. it. Yeah. Can you imagine? I, in this world of text where I just basically want like one word text. Uh-huh. Like here, now. Like just, just like, gotta go back to beepers. Like I, I don't yeah. I have no interest in this much uh asymmetrical communication. There, there's that uh there there's that uh, like a joke tweet going around I don't, I don't expect you to have seen it but uh it's like a screenshot of like text messages and it's like you know this is how guys talk and it's just over several days in exchange where somebody just writes game question mark and said yeah and then i'm on and then brt be right there game yeah yeah <laughs> it's just literally it's, like one or two word like syllable kind of things about so good. Uh, i am ready to game and oh yeah i'll, I'll be here i'll be on i'll work we're gonna yeah. game that is what that is that is what communication should be put it in my veins i i mean i like we we talk for a living like i love a conversation yeah. but i hate a fucking answering machine message oh god it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter if I just peed. When I listen to a uh, an, an, any voicemail message, I immediately just have to piss like a racehorse. I've just yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. Did you ever run with a hypnotist? <laughs> I don't just just like it's just a built-in impatience like come on get to the yeah. fucking point there is a like, good, i mean remember that golden time for a little while my phone would uh transcribe voice messages mm-hmm. and text yeah. and then it went away yeah uh it no longer does that. i don't know what i did i didn't turn it off i just feel like they took away our right yep like one of, one of the big benefits of owning a phone is like yeah i can just read this Mm-hmm. And listen to it and yeah, they got rid yeah. of that but she's on yeah. there like do you think people it's it's like when uh when uh Dude, oh gosh yeah. uh <laughs> it's always sunny when they try and make a podcast but she's like yeah <laughs> so when we go get chinese you know, do you think people in china say let's go out for american <laughs> yeah uh yeah uh people from other countries also eat other countries food you weirdo uh 
so she she gets done with this. Hank comes home and and notices she's talking to herself. Uh, she goes out of the car and he's like following her. And this is like weirdly good work from Hank in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like I really I really like Hank in this. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, you know how late is that place open? You know, you, you got a therapist appointment, and she denies it. She's doing the same thing she did with Skyler. Mm-hmm. You know, no, 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 that wasn't tonight. It's Thursday. And he's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Remember, like they were going to charge us and we didn't like he has relevant detail. Yeah. And she's stonewalling him. It's not my fault. You don't have the names right. It's no big yeah. deal. And he's trying to be direct with her. Yes. Like, hey, it's really helping you. Like, we need this. Mm-hmm. And she's shutting him down completely. Yes. And yeah. just pulling away and driving over the neighbor kids remote control car. What's yeah, that? She's what sublimating. Was... She's frustrated with Hank and she's taking it out on this kid. That's every every character in the, the episode is doing that. <laughs> she's fr- she's frustrated. <laughs> she's frustrated yeah. with Skylar for not picking up. So she takes it on Hank. And when that doesn't work, she takes it out on the kid. What's yeah. this kid doing uh, playing with his remote control car at 730 a.m.? I, I don't know why he's doing it that early. <laughs> it's a, It shouldn't be that early. <laughs> but like a cul-de-sac is a killer place to roll a remote control car. Around. Oh shit, man. Yeah. Dude, I lived, yeah. I didn't live on a cul-de-sac. I lived on a dead end road that mm-hmm. dead ended in gravel. Uh, but, uh, man, just the, like the crazy RC stuff we did and doing uh, yeah. donuts on bikes, kicking just like big sprays of gravel up. Fuck we, yeah. One of my very few, uh, pre parent divorce, like fond memories when I lived in Aurora where I was born, um, our house was across the street from like a factory. Uh, and it was, you know, before super capitalist hellscape. So it was just closed at night. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a nine to five factory, which is kind of weird, but mm. it meant there was a big empty parking lot right across the street. Oh, yeah. uh, and I used to, uh, go and drive a remote control car around that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I had a skateboard with a handle, uh, yeah. bolted onto it that I used to just like go and do laps. Yeah. And it's stuff. A it's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh hank at this point kind of apologizes to the kid a uh, good comedy beat you know, she's uh and just starts peeling off 20s out of, out of his wallet uh real great love it uh yep. so hank goes to work he's got to go and to he's, work too. he's gonna sublimate yep. he's frustrated and he now takes this out on gomi <laughs> like he just like chop chop gomi get to it what do you got for me i want to do some work because i can't handle my feelings that i'm having about my relationship so, so no that, that does he yeah he immediately I, says I, I he's like he he storms past gomi gomi's saying they're having fun with his friends uh-huh. he goes, come on chop chop get in the room and gomi goes good morning to you too and uh, you know I, I guess i didn't notice that beat i was about yeah. to say like we're at the point where hank is the most like emotionally well-adjusted person on the show <laughs> before, he's, I mean, before he, he gets his near-death experience but you yeah, know yeah. he he fast walks in and uh yeah. steamrolls like people saying hi and good morning and stuff to him to get to work. Like he needs to get to something that has a a solution he can solve. Yeah. Uh, But uh, Gomez has something for him. Gomi does. So it's, uh, it brings him in and we see security video from the chemical warehouse. Uh, And, you know, this is like, oh yeah, they're burning the door with thermite. You know, just it's, uh, you know, we checked the guys down at the lab and just like, oh, these guys know what they're doing. But then immediately like, oh, these guys are clowns because they can't figure out that a barrel will roll or that they could have gotten a hand truck. Stolen a hand truck. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hank is like, you know, he's like, what do they steal? You know, methylamine. He goes, oh, they're doing uh, a P2P cook, like mm-hmm. a old, old school biker crank. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the, the, none of the old, all the old school guys are in jail 
nobody does this anymore. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out who it is. Somebody who has uh, book smarts, but not street smarts. You know, they don't know how to roll <laughs> a barrel, but they know how to make math. Yes. Uh, his guess is, you know, maybe some college students trying to make a score like those kids mm-hmm. in the movie 21. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Hank correctly points out, you know, again, Walt making plans and doing things he does not understand the context for. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, with that much precursor, they're going to be making a lot of meth. They're going to step on somebody like they better hope we catch them and not the boys from Juarez. Yeah. You know, uh, introducing very specifically the idea of a cartel. Like we've known there were these drug dealers here. Mm-hmm. We know Tuco Salamanca, but we don't know how deep that goes. Yeah. yeah. We don't know that he is part of a family. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so Walt gets home and he is upset. He thinks that he has a Tuco sighting. There's an uh, there's an SUV uh, that is, you know, waiting on the street across from his house. Uh, and then it pulls away. Uh, once no he notices it, yeah, no, or no, the headlights are on. Like it, it's just a person sitting there. They turn on the car and then they, and then they, uh, pull away. This is, mm. uh, uh it, they mentioned in the commentary, this is not one of Tuco's people. It's a different SUV. I paid attention to it. Uh, it is not, uh, it's not a Cadillac. It's not the mm. same SUV. Uh, it's a GMC, uh, gotcha. uh, uh, SUV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Skylar wakes up because the baby kicks in the morning and mm-hmm. says, Hey, your daughter wants out, but Walt isn't in bed. Uh, he's saying they're out by the window. Um, and he, uh, he startled the phone rings. It's a Maria again. Skylar picks up and just hangs up. Uh, cause she's not talking to him. And she says like, Hey, have you been out here all night? And he yeah. lies. Uh, he can, she can see through his lies. You know, yeah, basically yeah. at this point, like he's like, Hey, nausea, you know, I was going to knew I was going to be up and down. I didn't want to keep you up. Yeah. You know, so I've only been out here for a little bit. Kind of shitty to use your, uh, chemo side effects as cover i mean he's yeah. he's, he's gonna do that to the ultimate poker evolution of using chemo side effects as cover he's gonna get a degree gonna, on that by the end of this he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna have a he's gonna evolve into a fugazard <laughs> <laughs> he does dissolve into a fugazard <laughs> walter 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 um the uh uh when she walks away, he takes the knife he had uh, for Tuco stabbing and puts it away. <laughs> yep. Just right back into the knife block. So Walter, uh, again, when Jesse felt scared, it was nothing. He's at Jesse's house and he's grilling. How did Tuco find out about me? Like, yeah. <laughs> did you tell him, you know, did uh-huh. you leak it? And, it, you know, Jesse says no. And he kind of rolls past this. You know, yeah. like it doesn't matter. He just needed the information. Again, Jesse's fear is not real. No. Uh, how is Tuco going to react when he finds out my brother-in-law is in the DEA? Yeah. You know, and uh, and Jesse's like, yeah, that's why we kill him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll get you a gun. We'll have double, it'll double our chances. <laughs> and Walt goes, I, I love this. He goes, like, I have a better idea. And Jesse goes, thank fucking God. <laughs> like, like, he doesn't want to do this. No. Like, it's great. <laughs> His relief is so good. Very mm-hmm. relatable too. Like, oh God, there's an adult here. Oh, please save me. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> I have to shut down uh, my executive function. It's not up to Tuco. <laughs> His idea is is, is beans. He yep. just pulls out a little bag of them, and Jesse is immediately dismissive. He's like, oh, are we going to grow a magic beanstalk? Beanstalk, climb to safety. <laughs> yeah, the safety. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh Walt says, no, I'm gonna make ricin. And he goes, you know, ricin beans, like mm-hmm. rice and beans the dish. Like, no, rice yeah. and poison. He explains it. Uh yeah. this is again 
a little early Breaking Bad weirdness where it's kind of about a science superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they they ease back on this a lot, which I like. Yeah. Like the ricin is always going to be part of the plot thing because like once you introduce this, this this actual these beans, this little bag of beans are going to hold over the whole series. Yes. You know, yeah. basically in a, in a cool way. But we get a little less uh, other than the little magnet uh, <laughs> bit, a little less of uh, Walt inventing his way out of problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I like because that's that's fun, but it's not very grounded. It's a, it's a sometimes treat. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes true. No, we're going to be yeah. on rice and watch for fucking ever. Yeah, and like, a, I, I understand it's intentional, but just, I remember being in the something awful breaking bad threads and just nobody would shut the fuck up about the rice and <laughs> like yeah. every single plot inconsistency. Well, maybe the rice came in. Yeah. The rice like, did it. It's like Jesus. tofu or resident evil. <laughs> Jesus. Just, also yeah. made of beans. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of tofu Salamanca. Uh, and like reskinning <laughs> the um, but the uh it is a uh, a fascinating thing like that i didn't know about uh that there was a poison bean that made a plausible covered death you mm-hmm. know this is a lot of people's introduction to the idea of like pl- like plausibly getting away with murder mm-hmm. i think like this probably got a lot of people on a lot of lists through bad googles yeah because yeah. this feels this is one of those like many you know beautiful things about the world that feels like surreal sci-fi and is real mm-hmm. yeah you know this is actually a thing now just in processing a caster bean into this highly concentrated toxin he does uh bring the story about the uh bulgarian spy uh mm-hmm. who was uh killed in london on a bridge uh stabbed with the uh stabbed in the leg with uh with an umbrella that had a capsule of this stuff uh, yeah. He died from what seemed like the flu a few days later, but it turned out it was rice and poisoning just because it's you know not super common. So they don't really test for it. Yeah. yeah. When the rice and cannon does finally fire, it is really satisfying because it takes out one of the worst people in the show. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, uh, worst people satisfying. in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awful fucking character. Uh, <laughs> not poorly done. Just a yeah. very bad person in a show that has a lot of really bad people in it. Yeah. Um, uh, and they had to figure out a delivery de- device for it. You know, no mm-hmm. more, no more Tuco, you know, when, yeah. once he does this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, uh, Skylar's in the nursery going through old photos of better times when she notices, uh, one of her, her saying next to her old boss in an affectionate pose. Ted is also yeah. the first appearance of Ted in addition to yeah. Saul. silver Fox extraordinaire. Yeah, sexy Ted. Uh, yeah. Hank gets her attention by standing <laughs> menacingly in the window and pounding on it. Like fucking cops, man. <laughs> this is how they knock on doors. It's, um, yeah, I mean, just it, it, it's weirdly like a jump scare that they throw in here. Yeah, because <laughs> he's going like, to be a Tuco thug. Yeah, you know? I mean, oh. you, you know, just by the by the silhouette, you know, he's he's got, got a bald head. He's really big. No, yep. no, it's just it's just it's just Hank. He's, it's he's Dean Norris. It's yeah, just Dean worry. Norris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dean sex gifts Norris. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to put a, a cardboard cutout of Dean Norris on my window to stop him from coming around because he he doesn't come in because he thinks he's already there. <laughs> so he doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't want to cause a paradox. One. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to meet myself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I love this scene. Uh, uh-huh. I really, you know, in terms of stuff that comes out of the Marie fallout. Yes. Uh, Hank being absolutely ill-equipped to deal with a this kind of problem. You know, despite being incredibly like capable ASAC trader. 
you yeah. know, other, other times I really like how this is characterized. And I like, I like that he's trying, he's obviously so uncomfortable. He can't so decide nervous. whether he's going to be in or like yeah. inside the house or outside the house. Yeah. Like, but he's, he's going to do it. Like he's, he is trying, he's trying to build this bridge. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's it's really good. <laughs> but also he's doing it like in a real Hank way. Just like, yeah, I know I'm here about Marie. You know, just like, trust me, I want to come here. This is self-preservation big time. He has you know? to try a joke and like joke like Skylar is just one of the dudes. Yeah. You know, he's like, listen, here's what you do. Just return her calls. Yeah. Like yell at her. Scream mm-hmm. at her. I don't care. Just please return her calls. Like my life is hell. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Skylar <laughs> goes, you know, Skylar breaks that she's a shoplifter. And, uh, you know, tells him the story that the Tierra and Hank knows about it. Uh-huh. Hank, Hank says, yeah, you know, I thought if you're going to return it, I never would have. And she's shocked because again, yeah. Skylar's kind of a square, uh, and is really put off by shoplifting as if this is a huge moral crime. Right. Uh, and Hank just says like, we need to, you know, support her. Like she's going through this. We've been working with a therapist. We, it's a known problem. Yeah. And yeah. Skylar very rightly like blows the fuck up. Yeah. Oh, we need to support Marie. We support Marie. Okay. And then lists off like all the shit that she's going through. Yeah. Everything from, Uh you know, the unexpected baby to the husband with cancer who, you know, like she just like, yeah, she's upset about the fact that he disappears all the time and is lying to her all the way down to like our (laughs) our water heater is leaking rusty crap and it's rotting out the floor of our house. Yep. Like, you know, uh, Flynn is not, you know, talking to her like teen, everything, everything, every single problem. Yeah. You know, and he, she, Hank wants her to do some emotional labor for Marie. Yeah. Who ostensibly has it made like not that, you know, psychological problems aren't real. Yeah. You know, yeah. But Marie is in a much more privileged position. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because God knows she's the one with the important problems and this hug, you know, yeah, because yeah. she starts crying and Hank, you know, Hank knows what he has to do. Like just, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in this situation. This person needs comforting, but he does like the biggest A-frame hug that has ever existed. Yeah. Like, if he if he could do this this hug over walkie talkie, that's what he would be doing. Using the AOK'd weapon art to hug, dancing out of just just whipping that executioner sword around <laughs> around her. Yeah, Sque- you know, kind of squeezing her from a distance. Yeah. He's trying to help in the way that he can. You know, he yeah. does this, and then he's just like, "Do you want me to look at the utility closet? Like, I can practically." And this is, I, I think, this is actually like backwards really sweet yeah like, i can take one of this these things off your hands yeah it's you it, know like th- that is the right thing to do which is like yeah. all right well let's solve okay like we can pick a little we can pick an easy one like let's yep. go fix it up <laughs> what what can i do to take what can i take off your plate is always a yeah. good question if somebody's yes. having a problem the answer might be no like it can't become an imposition but like hey is there something you know i can do yeah you know, you know like one of as an adult like one of my favorite uh, gift things for like for people whom either I don't really know what they have or how to shop for them or they're adults, you know, and I can't get everybody like a turtles toy now mm-hmm. uh, is just to be like, hey, like sincerely, uh, I will order you a pizza anytime you want. Yep. Like you get home from work and you don't want to cook dinner. I will make a pizza magically appear at your house. And I, I've had people like take me up on that and it's like, you know, 30 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, a, I think it's a really good gift. Like I can take this thing off your plate, even if it's a minor thing, because at a certain point, just one more thing is a problem regardless of yeah. what that thing is. 
it's it's one of the best things that churches do, which yeah. is if somebody's sick, like you are going to be showered in casseroles because yep. it takes something like just okay, you like you you're worrying about enough. We're going to worry about your food, like a meal and train, it, or yeah. whatever they're called. Like when somebody's pregnant or has yeah. a baby, you get you get a meal train. I think mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah. yeah, you know, it just like, but Hank has the right idea. It is very sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know, it, it is a funny, it is a funny thing. But she's talked about all this stuff. She's like, hey, want me, want me to take a look at that utility closet? Because it is also him, you know, not knowing how to relate to the other stuff, but again, him as this version of masculinity, the Mister Fix yeah, masculinity that can come through. Yeah, yeah. And it was when earlier when you were saying like. You know, he is the the one the character who's not sublimating. Like, I think the the emotionally well adjusted character in this this early part of the season is Skylar. Mm-hmm. Like, Skylar is confronting people who are doing directly yeah. who are doing her wrong. She hasn't withdrawn yet. Yeah. yeah, she's not taking it out on on Flynn. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's taking it out on Walt when Walt transgresses. She's taking it out on Hank when he does yeah. an inappropriate ask. You yeah, uh, she's killing it. And, yeah. and then eventually she's going to start just like, you know, having to play the game and get around <laughs> and hurt people indirectly, too, because she gets dragged down to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess the only reason I... I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the only reason that I um, uh, swung around and uh, excluded Skylar from that is she has so much uh, so much on her uh, yeah. that uh, like just the like the like the stress is... Uh, is she's not, is kinda, she's not doing good. Yeah. She's yeah. just handling the stuff that she has better than everyone else yeah she's not scheming she, she doesn't have maladaptive patterns yet yeah yes yeah. uh we get a little montage of walt mixing up rice and powder um and they're trying to figure out how to do it like you know we're gonna arrange this next meeting we'll give them the tainted math saying we have a new formula i love uh <laughs> jesse uh you know says like well what's different about it and like walt's like i don't know it gets you insanely high <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking meth heads like you know uh and then jesse's like well, we'll just put a pin in that even though like yeah. it gets you super high i think the tuco would just take whatever meth they give him at this point yeah you know uh, which walt, walt points out like he'll put anything up his nose he doesn't even check yeah, a maniac will snort anything <laughs> like, yeah. you don't need to outsmart tuco to get him to snort which is which is funny because that assumption is not true and that's what ends up fucking them over yeah. Well, one of the things like, yeah, yeah. They, they it takes their ace, their ace in the hole away. Yeah. If they hadn't just done the blue meth, they maybe could do it. Yeah. You know, it just, it's suspicious to have it multiple ways. It reminds you, it's like Frank and uh, Joey Sunday, like, ooh, Snortsky, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, like, it <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, you know, basically, so they, they get it to him and then 72 hours, he'll be dead. Uh, yeah. It won't be traceable. His associates won't know it was us. Mm-hmm. You know, and like 72 hours, like, well, not if Tuco kills us first. And they're having a hard time with this when Walt's cell phone rings. He fumbles between the two he has, foreshadowing the second cell phone revelation mm-hmm. to Skylar. Uh, this is Hank uh, being like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. You're going to an earful. I fucked up and pissed off your wife. Yeah. You know, Hank, this is bro code stuff. He's trying to mm-hmm. do him a solid. Like, hey, man, this is my fault. Yeah. Uh, Hank is calling from a crime scene, though, and he's like, hey, okay, that, that's fine, but you got to see this. This is funny. Uh, this makes me feel like this is highly illegal. Um, uh, the, like, I think I, Hank would be really arrested for just t- sending pictures of a crime scene. I can tell you without using names, this happens. You know, I'm in huh. a cop family. This yeah. happens. Well, you're not using names. I think you kind of gave it away a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's it's nobody immediately related to me. Yeah. Let's say. I'm not saying that it, it doesn't happen. I'm just saying it seems super illegal. 
Yeah, it's you also know? it also sucks assuming that somebody that uh, somebody who isn't in the in the in the game wants oh, to see yeah. a dead body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, kids want to see a dead body is not something you can safely be like. Oh, the answer is always yes. <laughs> like anybody <laughs> always wants this. Yeah, like this is dick pics for Hank. Like, I'm always unsolicited. Down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always down to, uh, to, to 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 play Dark Souls. I'm yep. always down to watch The Endless. I'm always yep. down for a good 2009 cell phone picture of a dead body. Any corpses, just lay them on me. Just faces yep. of death. Me. Uh, <laughs> he's calling from the scene. What it is is uh, a picture of Nodos mm-hmm. and Gonzo next to him into the car yeah. uh the implication being the you know the conclusion they rush to is that uh tuco is cleaning up loose ends yes the witnesses you know, right witnesses are dying yeah and so walt uh rushes <laughs> rushes for jesse's gun you know, here at the mm-hmm. house like there's the, the the good physical comedy on this them just chasing each other again yeah yeah uh, saying like, hey, you know, i need that gun and he's like you don't if you get out of town right now but i have a yeah. family i have to get to him you know, yeah. fair enough. Like Jesse could probably get in a car and just drive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh Jesse, Jesse grabs his, his go bag. Yeah. Yes. It, uh, this, this, this is going to fuck him because he's going to lose his money, but he, it's a, it's a fine plan. Put the cash in yeah. there. Um, yep. and Walt, Walt goes to his house calling for Skylar, but doesn't get a response, uh, yep. thinking, oh, she's been gotten already. Yep. He goes, uh, gets his gun. Skylar's in the tub. Uh, she calls, you know, junior's out there. Junior's having dinner at Lewis's. And Skylar's like, so where have you been all this time? Walt realizing yeah. that her she's not immediately. It's not where uh, have you been all this time? It's so where have you been this time? Oh, this time, yeah. Like yeah. where where was your excuse? Walt is like, well, you're not being killed by Tuco right now. I have to take care of business. <laughs> uh, he goes and gets all of his money while she's calling to him, and he's not yeah. answering. Uh, he hides in this diaper box along with the gun uh, here, and she's getting more and more mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh we get a cutaway we're over at the crime scene and we're gonna see what the actual nature of this is uh it wasn't a hit uh instead uh hank identifies like yeah these are two associates of tuco salamanca's he gets in closer there's blood but there's no bullet holes and two of the uh two of the agents like medical examiner guys try and get the body free to lay it out flat but as they're pulling it uh the 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 arms rip off he was been kind of like standing up leaning against this uh against this pile uh his arms got crushed yep uh and he hank also notices that uh one of them smells fresher than the other yes you know different different times of death yeah um when this happens he figures it out you know Mm -hmm. uh we've got the world's dumbest criminal you know, Gonzo is trying to move Nodos's body, but the car shifted and crushed his arm. Yeah. You know, pretty bad way to die. Yeah. And he gets down. He wants to photo op, photo op. Let's get a picture of me and old Stumpy. You know, make yeah. sure to get the stump in there. You, you fucking psycho. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, Walt goes back into Skylar on the tub and she says, Walt, you know, please talk to me. And he's about to confess. Yeah. You know, he says, I don't know where to begin. He's crying. Like he's really upset. Yeah. Uh, as he's doing this, his phone rings. He looks at it, um, and he sees this is Jesse, and he uh, he's about to see say more, but he see uh, sees headlights. Yeah. From a car pulling up outside. Uh, so he you know puts a pin in it, think he's going to come right back. Mm-hmm. He goes out of the car uh, to see Jesse, and Jesse's there. He's about to lay into Jesse for coming to his home. Uh, when Jesse turns slowly, like making eyes in the back, and sees Tuco creep into the back seat. Yeah get in yeah get in (laughs) uh 
one of the things like you know how when you you're watching a show and like i'm an adult i understand drama you know characters don't make perfect decisions for drama mm-hmm. reasons in my head i was just like well uh say Tuco, like yeah my wife is gonna look for me if you don't want the cops chasing us let me go in there and say you know let her know that i gotta go mm-hmm. you know if i just disappear it's gonna be way worse for you yeah you know <clears throat> that doesn't actually turn out to be the case but it, it just no. in my head i was thinking that yeah which is like, hey, this is, hey, Tuco, your plan isn't very good. I know you're probably not in uh, your right mind, but yeah. 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 A new kind of meth came out. He got, he does it. It's kind of like um, Super Princess Peach. But <laughs> like he does a different meth for every kind of emotion or whatever he's trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that's our cliffhanger. Um, yeah. And this next episode rules. I love Grilled. Yeah, it's a it's a good season. Like it does have yeah. that season weirdness, but there's so much good shit that happens here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Um, if you want to support the show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV. Give us some money. Check out some premium shows that you get. You can also leave us ratings reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. Yeah. If you have any friends who like Breaking Bad or are going through the show. Uh, for the first time, don't tell them to listen along, but do pass us along if they want yeah. to uh, hear more stuff about the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we record this since then. We'd like to welcome Gwen as our producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gwen, the composer of the theme song for the show. Yeah. We're yeah. Hired. Yeah. And she's been a great help so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any, anything else? No, no. I mean, except, uh, you know, if, if you run across a, uh, you know, a replacement filter for Uber Max Extract Pressure Pro 60, uh, send it my way, bud. Yeah, lay it on us. Woo, woo. <laughs>